Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim In the name of Allah, the most beneficent, the most merciful The Islamic Propagation Office at Rabwa www.islamhouse.com Is pleased to present to you this lecture Anarcha Divide 100 by infinity, what's the answer? What do you get? <coughs> السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته إن شاء الله we about to start our class for those who are away from the computer we call you to come back those who are sleeping or taking a nap time to get up okay sharpen your pencil bring your note get ready إن الحمد لله إن الحمد لله نحمد ونستعين ونستغفره نعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون يا أيها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحدة وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء اتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والأرحام إن الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم أعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما أما بعد فإن أصدق الحديث كلام الله خير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الأمور محدثاتها فإن كل محدثة بدعة وكل بدعة ضلالة كل ضلالة في النار وإنما توعدون لآت وما أنتم بمعجزين Praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and He's the only one worthy of praise who seek His help, His guidance and His forgiveness. I believe in Him and I trust Him. We seek refuge in Almighty Allah from the evil of our passions. Indeed, whomsoever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guides Him to Islam, no one can mislead Him after Allah. And whomsoever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala puts Him astray, no one can guide Him after Allah. I testify, O believe, that there is no deity worthy of worship except Allah Rabbil Alameen. And I testify that Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is his messenger and the seal of all the prophets. O Muslims, you must know that the best speech is the speech of Almighty Allah, which is the Quran. The best guidance is the course of the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, which is his sunnah. The words of all affairs is innovation and addition to the religion of Islam. Indeed, every addition to the religion of Islam will lead to hellfire. I adjure you as well as myself to fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the best of your ability. Fear Allah and don't die unless you are Muslim. 
After this, I greet you all with the greeting of Islam. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. May the peace and the blessing of Almighty Allah be with you all. Uh, Inshallah, today we have a new uh, subject in our uh, series concerning uh, common mistakes that done by those who make salah. We've been dealing for the last uh, couple of classes concerning common mistakes that done by the imams. And, and today, inshallah, we continue with the same thing. And maybe today will be the last subject concerning this uh, issue related to common mistakes done by those who lead the prayer. One of the common mistakes that done by some imams that they elongate the first rak'ah instead of the second rak'ah. Although that the sunnah of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi that you elongate the first rak'ah and that you shorten the second rak'ah. And I'm talking in relationship to the recitation itself. And it seems, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows best, that the Prophet sallallahu used to elongate the recitation in the first rak'ah. He gave a chance to those who are late to catch the first rak'ah, so they can get the full reward. And he will shorten recitation in the second rak'ah, because by this time, is already that the Muslims had engaged in their prayer. We have hadith which reported by Qatada, may Allah be pleased with him. And the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, في الأوليين بأم الكتاب وصورتين وفي الركعتين الأخريين بأم الكتاب ويسمعنا الآية ويطول في الركعة الأولى ما لا يطيل في الركعة الثانية وهكذا في العصر وهكذا في الصبح This hadith in the collection of Imam al-Bukhari rahmatullah alayhi and also in the collection of Imam Muslim and the narration that we use in here is the one that recorded in the collection of Imam Muslim reported by Abu Qatada may Allah be pleased with him that the Prophet of Allah sallallahu alayhi he used to recite in the first two rak'at of Salat al-Zuhr Surah Al-Fatiha, the opening, as well as another surah. And in the third and the fourth rak'ah, he used to recite the Fatiha. And sometimes he make us able to hear some of his recitation. He used to elongate the first rak'ah and make it longer than the second rak'ah. He used to do the same thing for Salat al-Asr as well as the morning prayer. So from this we understand that the Sunnah and all the Imams as well as the general body of Muslims should be concerned about following the Sunnah 
of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam, and the Imams he deserves this more than anybody else to elongate recitation in the first rak'ah when you read in the salah, and you you make the second rak'ah shorter. And also this is another sunnah that became missing almost from, I'm not exaggerating if I say 95% of the imams, that they did not let the follower at least sometimes hear what they're saying or what surah they're reciting in Dhuhr and Asr. So this hadith of Qatada is telling us وَيُسْمِعُنَا الْآيَةِ That sometimes the Prophet ﷺ used to make us hear the verse. That means, as example, if I'm reciting uh, Surah At-Tariq in Salat al-Zuhr, so a person, the Imam will say what? النَّجِمُ الثَّاقِبْ إِنْ كُلُّ نَفْسِ لَمَّ عَلَيْهَا حَافِظ he will make one of the verses or two verses. He will say it little bit loud. So the people will hear who behind him and they will know what surah he is reciting. Okay. I'm sure maybe none of you had witnessed this sunnah before. But it's something well known in the sunnah of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam that he used to sometimes to raise his voice during the silent prayer with the surah that he say after the fatma. Another common mistakes which is not to understand with great number of the imam but to some of them they elongate their prayer so much that means as example he may take 20 minutes to a half an hour for praying Dhuhr and you know people they have things to take care of it and some of them they old, some of them they sick they could not remain in the prayer standing for all this time but some people out of their taqwa inshallah and their concern of reciting the Quran and being mindful in their prayer and loving the prayer so much they will say long surah although the sunnah of the Prophet وسلم, especially if you pray with others you lead in the prayer that you did not make it so long to become a burden for the people and the Prophet said what the meaning is in hadith which he reported by Abu Huraira in the collection of Imam Muslim When one of you lead others in prayer let him make it light because among them are the weak one, the sick, and the elderly person. But when you lead in yourself, you're praying only for yourself, 
Now you can elongate it as much as you want. So the Imam have to be considered, considerate to the people behind him. Nevertheless, this, this doesn't mean that the person says, Allahu Akbar, Subhanahu Rabbil Azim, Subhanahu Rabbil Azim, Subhanahu Rabbil Akbar. Like also we see some Imams, they do it like this. So that means he will pray the whole Zuhr prayer in actually five minutes and a half. So that means it's not even given a two minutes for each rak'ah. This is too much. This is too much and shouldn't be the way that the people guard and respecting their prayer, they should be in a better condition, especially that they are standing before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So don't, we don't want to go to the, the extreme in anyone, okay? That we don't make our Zohar prayer in five minutes, neither we make our Zohar prayer in half an hour. And if a person leading his own self, praying by himself only, now he has the right, he can make it in half an hour, or can even make it in one hour. But in actuality, as a result of this, that some imams elongated so much, that some Muslims who live in, in the same neighborhood of this mosque, now they know that this imam, he makes the salah so long, so now they have a choice, choice of not going to the salah, or he know that salah will take half an hour, so he will go before Salah, finish five minutes to catch the, the first, the, the last rak'ah, so he doesn't want to be. And some of them, you understand, they go to other mosques, and some of them, they said, no, forget it, I'm not going to go, and he will pray it in his house. And exactly what the Prophet ﷺ said, that in the minkumunafreen, some of you drive the people away. Some of you, by their behavior, they cause the people to shine away and leave the, the salah and the message. Okay? So the Prophet ﷺ said, البراء من الله بإبليس رزهم قال سمعت النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم يقرأ والتين والزيتون في العشاء وما سمعت أحسن صوتا منه أو قراءة براء telling us that he heard the prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم reciting in the evening prayer سورة التين والزيتون so here is the prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم the best Imam and the best person lead the prayer. But look, in Salat al-Isha, and he reciting what Kini was doing. He can recite the whole surah in less than three minutes. Okay? Like, A'udhu Billahi Shaitan Rajeem. Even if you take your time. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. والتين والزيتون وطور سينين وهذا البلد الأمين لقد خلقنا الإنسان في أحسن تقويم ثم رددناه أسفل سافلين إلا الذين آمنوا وعملوا الصالحات فلهم 
فلهم أجر غير ممنون فما يكذبك بعد بالدين أليس الله بأحكم الحاكمين الله أكبر أن يقوت الركوع look we said the whole surah in less than two minutes so we don't want so here what Ma'at is doing لا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله so here the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam So Mu'az come pray behind the Prophet The Aisha prayer And after this He will go to his town And he will lead the people in Salat al-Isha Okay So now imagine this First he will pray behind the Prophet And you know that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Used to delete the Aisha prayer And after this he will ride his donkey or walk until he reach his town this is another half an hour 45 minutes whatever time and after this he leaves the salah so this was yeah that mean he will finish like two o'clock in the morning maybe so one night he pray with a long surah and one of the sahaba who prayed behind him he was so disturbed so he decided to Leave the prayer. And after this, Mu'adh, may Allah be pleased with him, he was the Imam. So after he finished the prayer, he admonished the man. So the man, he said, he complained about him. So after this, he said, I'm going to go and complain to the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi So he went and he told the Prophet sallallahu alayhi that Mu'adh he recite with a long surah and, and he complained to him. So what the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam did? Do you think the Prophet admonished this Sahabi? He says that he was wrong. How come he left the prayer? Are you a munafiq? Are you this? And say, no. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam admonished Mu'adh, which he was the imam. And he said to him, Afatanun anta ya Mu'adh? Are you driving the people out of the deen are you causing the people fitna in their deen that means the prophet didn't approve the action of Mu'ad therefore we have to be considerate for those people who are behind us so it's not because the imam have a good recitation or a good nice voice now he will hold the people behind him for an hour or half an hour in four rak'at and people will get so tired and exhausted especially if it's no air condition and hot so we have to be gentle in the people the way how we lead the salah okay one other thing related is not related directly to the imam but is involved with the Imam or Salat al-Jama'ah and is involved with the Imam because some of the Imams say Allahu Akbar Allahu liman hamida barely you can hear them okay barely you can hear them but other Imams they say Allahu Akbar and the people can hear him in the Musalla even if there is no mic Alhamdulillah, mashallah, as example, if I say Allahu Akbar, if I don't even have a microphone, I'm leading the salah, the people in the next room, they can hear me, okay? You know this, I say, Allahu Akbar! 
Did you hear me, guys, there? I'm sure if somebody in England on the Internet now heard me, is it? Subhanallah. Yeah. So, now what happened? The people, somebody, will stand there in the first rank. They call it Mubalagh. They call it what? Mubalagh. So every time the Imam say, Allahu Akbar, say, Allahu Akbar. So the Imam say, Sami'Allah, Limin Hamida. He will say, Rabbana walakal ham. So everything the Imam saying it, he was, he repeated behind him with a loud voice. Now it doesn't matter if the Imam saying it loud or saying it what? Soft. And it became a habit in many, many messages overseas that now you have the Imam, and you have the Mu'addin, and you have the Muballigh, and you have the Qari' for the Surah. So many, many, many positions you understand, but none of these things you understand is right. We have one incident that happened, that Abu Bakr Siddiq had did this, and I'm letting you know about this incident, so know somebody def uh, will make a fool out of you and the trick you say oh Abu Bakr al-Siddiq when the Prophet وسلم, was sick and he came to leave the Salah and the Prophet even could not stand up he would say Allahu Akbar and Abu Bakr al-Siddiq used to say it loud say yes this only happened when the Prophet وسلم, was sick okay because always we have to Advance the more recitation, better quality in Al-Islam to be the leader. So in the presence of the Prophet Sallallahu was no way for Abu Bakr Siddiq to read the Salah. The Prophet Sallallahu deserved this position more than anybody else. But since the Prophet Sallallahu was sick, barely can talk, so he used to say Allahu Akbar, and after this Abu Bakr would say what? Allahu Akbar to make the other people hear the change of movement of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and this in the collection of Imam Bukhari and Imam Muslim so as long as the Imam healthy and have the ability to make his voice reach the people there is no need for somebody else to make tabligh and also nowadays we have the loudspeakers you see and now they have this small tiny phone will be hanging on the Imam shirt or Imam tie because some of the Imams they wear ties now. Some of the Imams they shave their beard and they wear a tie. And when they step out of the mosque they put their hat on. A uh, uh, mean hat is not a kufi, but a hat like the baseball hat, uh, things like this, okay? So with the presence of Mic, reform, we don't need any muballigh, otherwise this will be an addition to the religion of Islam. And by the way, there is a fatwa here from Sheikh Islam Ibn Taymiyyah, rahmatullahi alayhi, he been questioned concerning the tabligh. وَسُئِلَ شَيْخُ Islam Ibn Taymiyyah, rahmatullahi alayhi, عَنِ التَّبْلِيغِ خَلْفَ الْإِمَامِ هَلْ هُوَ مُسْتَحَبٌ أَوْ بِدْعَةٌ Sheikh Islam Ibn Taymiyyah, may Allah's mercy in his soul, been questioned concerning relating the voice of the Imam, Tabligh. Is this 
something permissible, good, or better. The Sheikh Rahmatullah said, أما التبليغ خلف الإمام لغير حاجة فهو بدعة غير مستحبة باتفاق الأئمة. For somebody to convey the voice of the imam with no need is bid'ah is not desirable in al-Islam. And this was the agreement of all the scholars. The one who is supposed to say takbir with loud voice is the imam. The same way the Prophet of Allah used to do it as well the Khulafa al-Rashidun. With nobody in the time of Rasulullah or the Khulafa, they used to convey the takbir of the Prophet. But only when the Prophet was sick and his voice was weak, so Abu Bakr convey his takbir to the rest of the Sahaba. Okay, another common mistake that when a group traveling together or as example, the Imam was late, he didn't show up in the mosque, so the people start to look right and left, which one they will make him lead the Salah. And they usually go what? For a person that older. Although it may be there is younger people there with a better recitation. So they will go by the age, not by the memorization or the proper recitation of the Quran. And we have hadith Abu Mas'ud, Uqba ibn Amr, may Allah be pleased with him, the Prophet sallallahu said, Ya Ummu al-Qawma, akra'ahum likitab Allah. Fa'in kanu fi al-qira'ati sawa' fa'alamun bil-sunnah. Fa'in kanu fi al-sunnati sawa' fa'akadamun hijrat. The end of the hadith. The hadith in the collection of Imam Muslim and Imam Ahmed, rahmatullahi alayhina, the Prophet sallallahu said, the one who is more reciter, or better in the recitation of the book of Allah, let him lead the people. But if the people are equal in the memorization and the proper recitation, so the one who know more sunnah. But if the people are equal in the recitation of the Quran and the knowledge of the sunnah, so the person who adopt Islam first, or the person who made hijrah first. So this will be a mistake that we go and make our selection according the age of the person, not according the knowledge or memorization of the Quran. Also from the common mistakes that we see that some of the Imams they did not take the proper adornment and the proper uh, ties for tie for the salah because if the imam himself he designated for the prayer and this is became his duty or his job and after this you see him coming leading the salah wearing a suit and tie or that he's shaving his beard as example or he may be wearing a thobe but what the thobe is dragging touching the ground this is not proper we are not saying that these people who pray with the suit and tie, the salah is not acceptable, or that you have a long soap, the salah is not going to be accepted, but this not what is supposed to be 
especially for somebody who is in a position of iman, leading the salah, he's supposed to set himself a good example and be the best manner and best way when he comes to lead the prayer. Also, the Prophet ﷺ had warned us against dragging our clothes in salah or out salah. And he said, وَمَا أَسْفَى مِنَ الْكَعْبَيْنِ مِنَ الْإِزَارِ فَهُوَ فِي النَّارِ That whatever goes beneath the ankles from your soap would be in hellfire. That means the person will be punished in hellfire as a result of dragging his clothes. And is something strange that you found some people to be having a long soap or a long pants or trousers, or whatever. But when they come to the Salah, now they fold it. This is not right. Because Islam didn't say to shorten your pants or your soap only when you come to the Salah. Islam is talking and admonishing people about dragging their clothes at any time. And this only for men, not for women. And those people who drag in their clothes, they are one of the people whom Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not going to talk to them or look at them in the day of judgment. Also from a common mistake related to the imam is not done by the imam, that some people, they did not or they refused to pray behind imam who is acting on bid'ah. Okay, especially if this is the only mosque in town. So we know that the, this imam, he make a maulid, as example. So what, you're going to stop making Juma? You're going to stay all your life for Salat al-Juma? Or this imam, as example, he's shaving his beard. This is haram, of course. Okay, but what? You're going to stay all your life without Salat al-Juma and Salat al-Eid? You could not do this. So, we understand that if there is a two mosques and one mosque, the imam is acting on bid'ah, and one doesn't have a bid'ah, it's better to go to the one doesn't have a bid'ah, of course, okay? But, still, to understand that the sahaba, may Allah be pleased with them, they used to pray Jum'ah and Jama'ah behind the leaders, who are not totally on the sunnah. And some of them is used to be committing haram. As example, Ibn Umar, may Allah be pleased with him, used to pray behind Al-Hajjaj. And we know how many people Hajjaj had killed. Okay? And he was supposed to be the Khalifa, the Imam of the Muslims in that time. You see Ibn Mas'ud, radiallahu anhu, he prayed, behind Al-Walid ibn Aqba. And he was their imam in this time. He was the head of the Islamic State. And he used to drink wine. To such a degree that one day that he attended the morning prayer while he was still drunk. So instead of praying two rak'at, he led them in four rak'at. Okay? And when he finished, he asked them, would you like me to add more? Or you want me to, to make it more than four? So that means he was still, you understand, affected by the wine. But the Sahaba, 
in the presence of imam or a khalifa or a leader for the muslim like for those who heard the lecture when we were in Clemson talking about behind being behind the imam those people are an authority okay so you can see how the sahaba used to be patient with them they did not make revolution against them okay so but nevertheless that there is a difference between somebody who making a bid'ah or doing something haram and he invites others to bid'ah or not and somebody who publicizes his sin or not so there is a difference but nevertheless regardless whatever it is unless if a person have a bid'ah of kufr okay something according islam that the person who do it he is a kafir out of islam of course you could not pray behind a person like this but somebody who make a loud zikr or is uh, acting in some of the Sufi stuff or from Jama'at Tabligh or whatever it is, still you can pray behind them. Okay? Another common mistake that maybe is not related directly to the Imam, but to some people who pray behind the Imam, so is related also to the Imam, that when a different intention there, they did not pray. As example, let's say that somebody just came out of town, and he did not make zuhr, and he sees the imam making the salat al-asr. You are not supposed to be praying by yourself. Neither are you supposed to be sitting while the imam and the jama'ah praying. So the proper way is that you join the jama'ah, with the intention of Salat al-Dhuhr. And now when the Imam finish, and you finish, now you get up, and you make Salat al-Asr. So, it's a common mistake that some people believe that you could not pray behind somebody who have a different intention from you, or in a different case from you, like as example, a traveler person and a person who's home, so you say, okay, this person is not traveling, I'm a traveler, I could not pray behind him, it's not right. Or that you enter the mosque, it's not time for salah, you miss your maghrib, and you came in, but you found three brothers making, okay, saying that, let the people, let the people, that are, more mature, be behind me, and those who are less, and those who are less, okay, so behind the imam, immediately supposed to be, the older people, in age, the wise people, the people of more memorization, in salah, okay, more memorization for Quran, in case that something happened to the imam, this will be the backup for the imam. Same thing like you get, you carry a spare tire, always in the car. You see, you don't drive without spare tire. So the imam always have to have this backup behind him, in the ring. So nowadays we find any person behind the imam. Doesn't matter if you know about salah or not, or memorize Quran or not. If the imam made a mistake, who's going to correct him, and things like this, okay? So, 
This is the instruction of the Prophet ﷺ, but we notice that a lot of Imams, they don't care who is behind them, they enter the Salah, Allahu Akbar, and this it. Okay? This is not correct. Also from the common mistakes that is done by some Imams, that they don't care too much about breaking the ranks, especially after this new innovation been done in many, 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 many masks, button lines, drawing lines on the carpet, button tape. So now it became something automatically that some people stand there, button their heel on the tape while others button their toes on the nail on the line, and the Imam will come and say, Allahu Akbar, and lead the Salah, and they say, even, even with bottom line on the carpet, bottom dead on the carpet, still the people are not straight, and this, due to the neglect, neglect, negligence of the Imam, okay, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa used to straighten the ranks with his hand, And the Prophet ﷺ used to say, عباد الله لا تسوون صفوفكم أو لا يخالفن الله بين وجوهكم. Oslay servant of Allah, straighten your rank, otherwise Allah will put dissensions between your hearts. The Prophet ﷺ used to face the people before he started the salah and say what? سووا صفوفكم or أقيموا صفوفكم. Tarasu, straight your rank, and things like this. So we note, we notice that a lot of imams nowadays, that they neglecting this issue, and this shouldn't be, because straightening the ranks is part of the establishment of the prayer. Inshallah with this, we're going to stop for today's class, because the next thing, inshallah, will be uh, a new chapter, and I mean by new chapter would be something related to another issue, will be related to Salat al-Jama'ah, congregation prayer, uh, what happening in the people who are making Salah. Hopefully, inshallah, that we benefit from what we heard, we try to put it in action, and we can teach others who are in positions of Imam, and if we try to correct them, that we address them in the proper way, so the people will be accepting our advice, inshallah. We thank you for listening, and if anybody have any question concerning what I said today, you may ask, Jazakumullah khairan for listening, I beg Allah's forgiveness for me and you and all the Muslims, subhanakallahumma bihamdik, In conclusion, we ask Allah that He brings you benefit through this lecture. For more information, you may contact us through the following address. The Islamic Propagation Office, Rabwa, P.O. Box 29465, Riyal 11457, Saudi Arabia. Phone 210-779-1400.
445-4900. Also, 491-6065. Fax, 497-0126. If you would like to listen to more beneficial lectures, feel free to visit our website at www.islamhouse.com. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.